family members and friends, we have come into God's presence to join in marriage Luke Oppenheis and Valerie Disselkoom. In doing so, we seek to honor the will of God for marriage, the concern of the Christian church for its well-being, and the interests of the state in the orderly development of society. That we may do so, let us seek God's favor and blessing upon this blessed ceremony. Let's pray. God, our Father, we praise you for making and redeeming us to live together in love. We thank you for the love and trust which bring Luke and Valerie to this their wedding day. Favor them with the honor of your presence and unite them by your spirit so that together they may reflect the love of Christ for his church and the church's devotion to her Savior. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today, Luke and Valerie leave their parents to establish a new home. Do you, Mr. and Mrs. Disselkoon, give your blessing to them and promise to uphold them in their pledge of love and fidelity to each other? Dear Christian friends, since we have received no lawful objections to this proposed union, it is fitting that we call to mind the institution, purpose, and obligations of marriage as taught in God's word. The holy bond of marriage was instituted by God himself at the beginning. God made man after his own image and gave to him the blessing and task to exercise dominion over all things. In so doing, God said it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And so God created woman of man's own substance and brought her to the man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Our Lord Jesus Christ confirmed the blessedness of marriage, declaring it to be a lasting union when he said, What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. The Apostle Paul shows the exalted significance of marriage when he calls the union of husband and wife a symbol of the mystic union between Christ and his church. Thus we learn that marriage is well-pleasing to God and most honorable to all who maintain it with mutual love and fidelity. In marriage, as instituted by God, a man and a woman covenant to live together in a lifelong, exclusive partnership of love and fidelity. If marriage is to be pleasing in the sight of God, those who enter into this covenant of life must share a common commitment to the Lord of life. In putting his blessing on marriage, God's purpose was to provide a context within which husband and wife can help and comfort each other and find mutual companionship before the Lord, a setting within which they may give loving and tender expression to the desires he gave them, secure environment within which children may be born and taught to know and serve the Lord, a structure that enriches society and contributes to its orderly function, and a relationship that serves to further his kingdom and bring him glory. Indeed, when these purposes are prayerfully pursued in union with Christ, the kingdom of God is advanced and the blessedness of husband and wife is assured. 
The institution and purpose of marriage also brings with it obligations for each partner. In Ephesians 5, the Apostle Paul admonishes all Christians to develop a mutual respect and love when he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. When he applies this to marriage relationship, he instructs the wife to be subject to her husband as the church is subject to Christ, its head. He also instructs the husband to pattern his life, his love for his wife after the example of Christ's love for his body, the church. Paul says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, and husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In marriage, this requires that the husband and wife serve each other by providing the love, respect, and faith that will enrich their lives together and build a Christ-centered home. Our sinful and selfish tendency to break down what God has built threatens marriage with tensions, anguish, and even broken bonds. People who marry in the Lord, however, may trust that he will lead them and graciously provide for their needs when they follow the biblical pattern for love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. To desire marriage as instituted by God and ordered according to his word then means that we may not enter into it carelessly or from selfish motives, but responsibly and prayerfully. It also means that we must seek God's grace in order that we may faithfully fulfill the obligations and privileges of marriage, both in life's joys and in its trials. And now, Luke and Valerie, understanding that God has instituted, ordered, and blessed the holy union of marriage, do you affirm this biblical teaching, and do you commit yourselves to each other in accordance with it? Luke, what is your answer? Valerie, what is your answer? May the Lord confirm the desire and purpose of your hearts, and may your beginning be in the name of the Lord, our Creator and Redeemer. Well, Luke and Valerie, this, this day is long in the making, and I don't just mean the preparations, I don't just mean the, the proposal and all that. What I really mean when it's long in the making is that this is in God's own plan, right? In that institution and meaning of marriage you just read, that it is God who joins together, let no one separate. That's that privilege that you have to realize that now at this very moment, Luke, God is giving you one of his daughters, Valerie. Valerie, you know that, that God is giving you one of his sons, Luke. That blessing that is in his own decree, that he joins you both together. Jesus says that in Matthew 19, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother, and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. But therefore God has joined together. Let not man separate. The text you asked me to speak on today, we had read in that institution. I'm going to read it again, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8a. This is the famous text on what is love. 1 Corinthians says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. This text translates very well into marriage, even though it was written by Paul to address the church in general. The general way in which God calls us to love brothers and sisters in Christ finds greater opportunity and expression in your marriage to each other. 
I've already read what that explanation of marriage is, but you could boil it down to one principle. That principle is to love. It isn't uncommon on a wedding day to be confronted with a whole range of emotions. Probably right now the biggest emotion you're facing is one of impatience. Get on with it. Let's move on. Let's get through this. It can range from nerves, anxieties, excitement, fears, fears of a future transition. But it's such excitement to be finally at this day when you can marry each other and fulfill this goal and longing. Well, first, that's normal. It's normal to feel all these emotions. But second, look at it this way. Though your life is changing, the fundamental purpose of your life has not changed. You are called to love God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. But after the ceremony, you've added a very special, unique, exclusive neighbor to yourself. And so I give you this as an assurance. Your way, though being added to, though transitioning, has not changed. It was fixed by God and in the pursuit of Him. The text says that love is patient and kind. Establishing strong marital bonds takes work. It takes patience, it takes kindness, and the type of patience that is portrayed in God's word as the patience that will overlook an insult, that a soft, soft answer turns away wrath, kindness that is gentle and passionate. You obey God's word and communicate and interact with each other in this way, loves patience and kindness, makes marriage not something that is a curse, but something that is a blessing. Patience and kindness of love that we are to d- display to all people, especially to each other, makes marriage a strong and vibrant relationship. Corinthians also says, love does not envy or boast. This may show up in ways that are hard to see right now, but in marriage there is the potential to be envious of your spouse, to boast. And the reason for this is you will know each other in deeper ways than anyone else on a level no one else has ever known you before. This happens very quickly. Marital relationship is different and surpasses all others, and with that brings that potential to be envious of your spouse, to boast over your spouse. You will see on full display each other's strengths, weaknesses, but here do not envy or boast. This is really when you put into practice what Corinthians is talking about, and that's Christ-like love. That's the best marital advice anyone could ever give, to love as Christ loved. In moments of joy in your marriage, love as Christ loved. Rejoice with each other, care for one another, and be happy and praise God in the blessings of marriage. And this also means in moments of annoyance and in trial, your marriage is to love as Christ loved. Not boastful, but self-sacrificial. Corinthians also says, love is not arrogant or rude. Most of what I just said applies directly to this as well, and I think it's further explained in the following line, love does not insist on its own way. Though it may at times seem like marriage is a competition, it's actually not. It's not about whose way is better. It's not actually about which way did your family put the cups in the cupboard and which way you're going to do that or how you squeeze the toothpaste, any of these things. It does not insist on its own way. It actually is the desire to bring Christ-like love to each other. So Luke and Valerie, you live towards each other not to insist on your own way, but rather the best application of scriptural love to one another to love biblically. text also says love is not irritable or resentful. Frustrations and annoyances will always come into your minds, even in marriage, because we are sinners. But the Christ-like love of Scripture calls us to put the irritation and resentment to rest. Most of these things are describing what love is not. Love is not these things. But the positives are given in the text as well. Love rejoices with the truth. 
Always speak the truth in love to one another. Love bears all things. God calls his people to bear things for one another, and that love is not cast aside but bears up. And then that last portion of the text. Love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. These words describe the strength of love. It endures long-lasting. It endures adversity and pain. It, ende- it endures wounding. It will not, nothing will overcome it. Applied to your marriage, this means your love is not meant to be of the, the greatest hindrances. Your love is meant to be one that endures and looks over what is right. You see this again in the love of Christ. I began by saying how the wedding day brings with it many emotions, but this is the joy and strength of marriage. Christ is with you in it. And as you join with each other, the relationship with your Savior doesn't change. And his love for you is one that endures all and will never end. In that, let's pray. Lord, thank you for the blessing of marriage and the blessing that we see in this day. We pray that Luke and Valerie, as they make these vows in just a moment, would know that by your love, which is the perfect expression of what love should be, would bless them that you would bless their marriage to be one of Christ-like love towards each other to all who observe them. In Christ's name, amen. At this time, you will make your vows to one another. Luke, repeat after me. I, Luke, I, Luke. take you, Valerie, you, Valerie, to be my wife. my wife. I promise before God and all who are present here. I promise before God and all who are present here. To be your loving and faithful husband. Be your loving and faithful I will love you and give myself up for you. I will love you and give myself up for you. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad. I promise to be good to you in good times. In riches and in poverty. Riches and in poverty. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. I will serve you with tenderness and respect. I will serve you with tenderness and respect. And encourage you to develop the gifts that God has given you. Encourage you to give the gifts God has given you. And never forsake you. Never forsake you. As long as we both shall live. As long as we both shall live. Valerie, repeat after me. I, Valerie. Valerie. Take you, Luke. Take you, Luke. To be my husband. I promise before God, I promise before God, and all who are present here, and all who are present here, to be your loving and faithful wife. Loving and faithful wife. I will love you and submit to you. I will love you and submit to you. As the church loves and submits to Christ. As the church loves and I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad. I promise to be true in good times in riches and in poverty. In riches and in health. In sickness and in health. Sickness. I will serve you with tenderness and respect. I will serve you with tenderness and respect. And encourage you to develop the gifts that God has given you. And encourage you to develop the gifts that God has given you. And never forsake you. And never forsake you. As long as we both shall live. As long as we both shall live. At this time, Luke and Valerie will assemble a unity cross as a symbol of their union together.
This time we will exchange the rings. Luke, place the ring on Valerie's finger and say, I give you this ring. I give you this ring. As a symbol of my constant faithfulness. As a symbol of my constant faithfulness. And abiding love. Valerie, place the ring on Luke's finger and say, I give you this ring. This ring. As a symbol of my constant faithfulness. As a symbol of my constant faithfulness. Abiding love. Abiding. According to the laws of the state and the ordinances of the Church of Christ, I now pronounce you, Luke and Valerie, husband and wife, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, what therefore God has joined together, let no one separate. From this day forward, as you travel life's pathway together, may the Father of all mercies, who of his grace has called you to this holy state of marriage, bind you together in true love and faithfulness and grant you his blessing. Luke, may kiss your bride. Let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing on their marriage. Our Father in heaven, grant your blessing on Luke and Valerie and their union as husband and wife. We give you thanks for the vows they have spoken to one another and the pledge of love and fidelity in which they are now united. May they find your love and fidelity to them the source and blessing for the promises they have expressed. We pray that Jesus Christ will ever reign as the acknowledged head of their home and the master of their lives. Gracious Father, equip them with the Holy Spirit so that they may walk with one another in patience and serve you and each other sacrificially. Work your grace in their marriage so that as husband and wife they may express abiding kindness to one another. And grant to them a lasting trust in Jesus Christ our Lord so that you are praised whether in life's abundance or in life's burdens and trials. May, may their home then be a place of joy and security, and in times of difficulty, a haven of healing and forgiveness. May they and the children you may be pleased to give them give constant thanks to you. Be pleased to bestow these blessings on them, our Heavenly Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit, our eternal God, is blessed and exalted forever. Amen. Dear family members and friends, it is my honor to present to you for the first time Mr. and Mrs. Luke Oppenheis. <laughs> 